Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right, good evening, everybody. Today is December 5th, 2019. And we're back here with Carrie. We're going to talk more about jurisdiction. So, Kerry, what do you got for us tonight? Really nothing. Everybody, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate your participation. We'll, well see you next week. Yes. Well, we're starting to make some headway on the jurisdictional argument. Um, it, it's, I, a lot of people are having trouble getting their arms around it. But um, what I wanted to do tonight, if there's somebody here on the phone that will look up something for me on on the computer, and then we'll read it and I'll show you what it says, I think you'll be happy with what it says. Well, Um, do you have that in front of you by any chance? Because I got everybody muted. And and there's only two people that are on the uh, phone and not the computer. Yeah. Um, I have it. Of course I have it. But, but, you know, when when you read this stuff, it's so bizarre that people don't believe it. So, you know, when you can help to let them read it. But if you're on there and you want to look it up, go to Title One, Section One. And, um... Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. That's, um... I know we're going to do it again because uh, this week we I had several people call me and say they just couldn't believe it. So we're going to talk about that and, and tie it into the how how it works with jurisdiction. And I, I went to lunch today with a guy. He went to court and he he wants to argue the old way, and he he went ahead and argued jurisdiction and he walked out of there he didn't go to jail so i guess it was good you know I guess it, what kind it, of court was that uh it was a traffic court oh, okay but it doesn't matter jurisdiction ha- ha- does helps with everything right does does anybody out there have a question before we get started? Mute, unmute yourself. You'll have to tell me. No, you can't. They can't unmute themselves because if they do, they make a bunch of noise. Hit star two on your phone if you'd like to talk to Carrie and ask a question and so forth, and we'll call on you. Yes, we will. And um, star two. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to try to uh, talk about. Uh, I think you've had a couple of things this week too, haven't you? What do you mean? Well, you 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 have a couple of things in the fire that maybe not settled yet, but you got a couple of things in the fire. Um, huh. Things I need money for, yeah. Um, no, putting no, together my no. claim for against Aragon. Okay. 
but but uh, what I'd like to do is is talk about going going to the tax court. We've been going to the tax court, and it's it's um, really got people all boogered up. Not us, but it's got uh, yeah. It's got uh, um, what do you call it? It's got the uh, people who are in charge of all of the um, uh, um, the IRS people. They're just really upset, and they're not. They're not. They they really don't care much for what we're doing. And uh, I think we're making headway because of some of the answers we're starting to get. Uh, yeah, somebody with I'll, their hands raised, by the way. That's good. And I'd also like to talk a little bit about um, title on page 109. So go ahead and answer, ask, let them come online so we can talk to them and see what they want to talk about. Okay. 901 area code, go ahead. Oh, okay, that would be me. Hey, Carrie, it's Mike. Yeah, good to hear from you. Always good to be heard from. Yeah, I was just uh, listening in, and I was, uh, of course, you know I'm going through the process with the IRS, too. Um, yeah. It's just, I'm just... Go ahead. I think ahead, I lost Mike. you. Go ahead. Oh. You're there somewhere. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I think I lost you there somewhere. I don't know about you. I'm listening in. Yes, anyway. we can hear you. Go I, ahead. Go ahead and ask oh, your okay. question, please. Okay. Um, like I said, Kerry, you know, I'm, I've been uh, going over the IRS and I'm filing my first supplemental petition on a general denial of the IRS's exhibit uh, for my years 2005 through 2018. They're, they're fighting me over uh, three years. And I'm just uh, sticking to my guns on the notices of deficiency and the letters of determination. Uh, well, I'm just waiting to hear back what they have to say about that. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, you have a, you have, uh, they, they, you got your uh, notice, you got your notice of deficiency. They didn't have to, uh, they don't have, um, I mean, they don't have jurisdiction. And uh, after you read it and realized it, uh, it's given you a lot of ease, hasn't it? Um, actually, no. I've not received any letter of determination or notices of efficiency. Um, no, and I, and I, I think that, I think. Go ahead. I, no, I mean you got your court order, and it's given you a lot of relief. It has. Uh, the one of the things that the uh, uh, well, it's still it's still an ongoing fight. The one of the things the IRS keeps coming back and um, proclaiming is they're diligently searching their records for their retained copies of notices of deficiency and letters of determination. And as you and I have both discussed, that's the one thing they can't produce. Nor, well, they can produce one, but it won't be a legal one. Right. And the, the, the argument that we've got to stick to is the letters of determination and notice of deficiency. We can't. We cannot stray from that argument because the minute we do, you know, they're going to they'll they will jump on us and cut our heads off. That's correct. And so the best thing to do is if you believe what you have is good, stick with it. 
and I just holler well, from the tree tops. Well, I, 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 it's so far because I'm I'm following the example laid out before me. Is to my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the IRS doesn't have jurisdiction. So by default. They can't send you a notice of determination or a letter of deficiency because if they do, they perjure themselves and they make themselves liable for, what, 25 years in prison? Right. See, the funny part about that is they say they don't have jurisdiction. I don't have jurisdiction to tell you how to run your business, but you're going to put the house together upside down. They don't have jurisdiction. Since they don't have jurisdiction, they can't tell you what you can and can't do. They can't even tell you that. Okay. No, they can't. So and yeah, that's that's according to uh, six zero zero one six zero one two dash A and uh, I forget the other one. Six zero one one and six zero one two A. Right. We're going to go over Thank that sometime too. Yes. Right. Well, for, for for where I'm at in the battle with the IRS is I'm sticking to my guns and I'm staying. I've not received my letters of deficiency or my statutory notices of determination. And if you correct me if I'm wrong here, but they can't send one. They've got to send both. Well, they're both, and, they're both, they're both yes, they have, you have to have both. Right. And since, well, no, of course, since I claim I haven't received them, they're trying to say that they've sent them. My next, my next argument, and that was my, what my supplemental petition was, is nor has the respondent, the IRS, produced their retained copies of the notices of efficiency and letters of determination. Correct. If they sent it, you would think they could resend it. But see, they yeah, we were talking about And I think we discussed that, too, because I think it was you that said that the notices of determination and a letter of, a, of a deficiency was, in the short, End of it is was an invoice. Basically, am I, am I correct? Yep. Yes. And if and I run a business and I've sent out invoices and invoice customers and those invoices have gotten lost and I've had customers I've called my customer and say hey you owe me a thousand dollars where's my money and he'll say well I I didn't get an invoice and I'll say well I'll resend it and I'll look around and I can't find that invoice you know what I do. I'll make up another invoice and send it because I know I did the work. He knows I did the work. So I'll send that invoice to him. The IRS doesn't have that luxury. They can't produce that invoice because by law, they can't, by jurisdiction, they can't do it. And therein therein lies the whole problem they have. The law says they have to do something they can't do. And the reason they can't do it because there's no implementing regulations in Title 26. There's no implementing regulations. That's basically what a um, uh, notice of deficiency is. Is a is it, 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 it see? And so since they can't do one, they got to say, well, we did one. Well, if you did one, just rescind the one you sent. They won't do that either. So I or make up what, a new one. There you go, but they they can't see because you're right. They they can't because if they do, then they're admitting uh, they're they're lying. 
it's just a it's just a bizarre thing that they've got. We just need to stick to our guns, like we talked to before. We just have to stick to our guns, and that is it doesn't make any difference what they say. I need you know I believe you, but prove it. Prove. Okay. I I think that's what you and I were talking about. You want me to share the cardboard story? Sure. I, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, and it, and it brings a, yes. Please do. Uh, I was doing a job where we had about 350 windows ordered. And they came up in a big semi-truck, and the driver, it was an independent driver. Uh, he parked his truck, and we hopped up there, and we started pulling the windows out of the truck. But as we were pulling the windows out of the truck, these windows were, were, were padded with cardboard. Now, the job site that I was on, I had no place to dispose of this cardboard nowhere and it was a huge mountain of cardboard after we got all our windows off the truck in the middle of his trailer was this great big mound of cardboard and i hopped down the driver comes over approaches me and he says you need to take the cardboard too and i told him i said i, I didn't buy cardboard i bought windows and he said well you need to get the cardboard off the truck and he hopped up in the truck and was pushing it around. I hopped up in that trailer. But before I went up in that trailer, I told myself, if I say anything other than I'm not taking the cardboard, I'm going to have a mountain of cardboard on the parking lot that I'm going to have to pay to get cleaned up and hauled off. So the only thing I said when I hopped up in that trailer was I'm not taking that cardboard. I'm not taking that cardboard. He made phone calls. People called me, and all I said was, I'm not taking that cardboard. That's the only thing I said repetitively over and over again was, I'm not taking that cardboard. I stuck to that argument, and I won. And the guy left with that big mountain of cardboard still in his truck. And it's, I used that story with the IRS. I don't want the cardboard. I did not get a letter of deficiency. I don't want the cardboard. I did not get a notice of termination. I don't want the cardboard. And if I say anything other than I didn't get my notice of determination or my letters of deficiency, I'm going to have the IRS all up my butt. And that's yep. the best way that I can explain it. Yep. And see, and, and see, if you tell them I didn't get one, they're going, to, they're going to try to convince you that you got one. Or they're going to say, well, we mailed it to you, but I don't and care. And you know what you said? I don't want the cardboard. I don't want the cardboard. Yep. <laughs> See? Uh, I'm going to let you talk, Carrie, and I'm going to listen. Man, I appreciate that, that story because that's basically what we have to do. We have to understand they don't have jurisdiction. Now, anybody Well, let, 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 Yep. Go ahead. Uh, well, well uh, let, let me interrupt right there. Yep. You you want to say over you? We know that they don't have jurisdiction. But if you go in there and you point your finger at the IRS and say you don't have jurisdiction, you're going to have a load of cardboard sitting in your parking lot. Yes, sir. What you want what you want to say is I don't. You you need to show me your letters of deficiency and your notice of termination. If you say anything else, you're going to don't say uh, you don't have jurisdiction. Don't say I'm a sovereign citizen of the state of Texas. Or don't say that I'm an alien. Don't say, you say I don't have a letter of determination or a notice of deficiency, nor, can, nor have you produced it. And say nothing else. That's, and then, now, 
if they had one, they'll give it to you. But they've never given us one yet. And how many how many cases of that period have they not given you a notice of termination or a letter of deficiency? Well, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm going to say close to eight or nine thousand. There you have it. And 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 so they haven't given me the cardboard in eight or nine thousand times. <laughs> and there you go. And because of that, <laughs> you know, we're not going to. We're, I'm not going to argue with them, like you said. I'm not going to argue with them about not getting or this. All I'm going to tell them is I don't have a. I didn't get a notice of deficiency or notice of determination. That's all I'm going to tell. Yeah, them. It, you don't want to go in there and tell them, you know. You don't have jurisdiction. If you stick nope. to your guns and tell them you don't want the cardboard, they will nope. tell you they don't have jurisdiction. Yes, and Just, that is what's so great about it. All right, Carrie, I'm going to go on and listen. Thank you, Carrie, for all that you did. Hey, oh, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Does everybody understand? Do you understand what he's trying to say? That's what we need. Stick to you. Keep it simple. That's Stick correct. to it. So oh, we're getting quite a few people in here. So if anybody has any other questions, raise your hand by hitting star two. And what we're going to do is we're going to try to keep it moving. So if you have any questions, please uh, By the way, if, if any of you guys... If you're going to um, tax court and you need assistance, contact me. Let's talk. So if you're going to the tax court or if you've been to the tax court and you want a chance of uh, maybe getting uh, what was taken from you returned, uh, contact me as well. Also, hey, um, Carrie, let's talk about the revocation of election just for a short while. Um, what the benefits of that are, rev- revocation of election is basically you unvolunteering from the tax system, from the tax club. Okay. And that's, something, that's something we can help you do. What that does is they have a statute that tells you that you don't have to be in the tax club. But being voluntary, they're not going to tell you about it. So what we're, we're doing is we're trying to, for those of you that's going to the tax court and you're clean up to 18, you can go from now on and, and clear yourself up completely. Um, so go to youhaveatheright.com and find the contact link and uh, send me an email. And uh, if you want to talk about it, give me your phone number and you know when a good time to call you would be. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll get back in that touch with you. That we will. And, and uh, what we're doing is, because the way I, I think of stuff, what we do is we're coming up with things that are just, um, different, okay? The, uh, it's so weird that 
that we have I have arguments with people every day on how they we can't do what we're doing and 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 but what's happening is because of the way we do it um uh how do I say it, it it's it's just works that's all so we got we got somebody with their hand raised here okay let's see what they have to say go ahead Hey, Todd, it's Henry. I sent you an email. Did you get it? I did, but I didn't understand it. What did you understand? That's they're 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 ignoring the um fact that I have the uh lack of jurisdiction from the tax court. Okay, let's talk about that. Who's ignoring well, it? Sure. Okay. Now, did you do a one two two seven seven letter or a form? Form one two two seven seven. No. What What's that? A one two two seven? What is it? A one two two seven seven form. So the one two two seven. What's that? What What is it about? One two two seven. That it's a one two two seven seven. It's double two double seven. What it does is it it tells the IRS that you want your notice of de- your notice of deficiency. I'm sorry, your notice of lien removed. And they come back and say to you all the time, you don't qualify. So what we're doing is we're we're taking what they say, and we're going to use it against them. And, and well, what, what they're what asking me now, what they're what they're looking at for from me now is a request for a um, uh, collection due process hearing. Okay, those are great. Get take it, take it, because you okay. what, what? And the reason you want to take it is get with Tad. And we can give you some things that they're looking at. Um, um, I had a due process hearing. Um, they won't give me another one, probably. But <laughs> what we did, what we did is we went in and asked for the uh, pocket commission. Uh, I recorded it. They said I couldn't record it, but I ran my recorder, and it was in my pocket, so it's not real clear, but you can hear it. We le- we were in there, I think, 23 seconds. <laughs> And the reason that they did because what what we're doing is because because what the um, pocket commission is, is in other words the the uh, the uh, split into two 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 phases. One is it's Title Twenty Six, and the other is Title Twenty Seven. Now Title Twenty Six is is personal income tax. Well. There's no implementing regulations for Title Twenty Six. So anything that they try to get you to pay is comes from Title Twenty Seven. So what we do is we take in the uh, take in the um, we take in the uh, there's there's a there's an echo in the background. Anyway, we take in the uh, hold on a second. Hold on. So uh, caller, are you on a speakerphone? Yes, Henry. Okay, get off speakerphone, please. How's that? 
Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Carrie. What we, yeah, then what we do is we'll show you how to use their pocket commission against them. Again, there's two kinds of agents. There's E agents, that's enforcement, and there's A agents, that's administrative. Their pocket commission, what it is is it, they open it up and on there they're, they got their picture, they got their badge, then they give you whether their their uh, employee number and if and if the employee number has an A, they're an A. If it has an E, they're an E. The problem with an E is we'll give you in the Title 26 where it says the E agents can't talk to you. They don't have jurisdiction to even talk to you. And then the A agent, they can't talk to you because they don't have it either. So, so we have to address this using uh, the IRS's own paperwork or their own um, uh, statutes. Now, I asked this question to a friend of mine today, and he, was, he, he, he kind of looked at me strange. Title 26, whether you believe it or not, is a statute. Is a statute. It's also the income yeah. tax. The statute. So, in order for you to be a, have a statute, because of the way the courts are set up, the statutes are um, set up where you have to be an attorney. So that's how, so we use that against them. When you go to the to the uh, due process hearing, we'll set it up to where when you ask them questions, they have to violate their own. Um, south and so uh, like I said I went in with a um, I went in with a um, uh, my recorder and talked to them about the pocket commission and they didn't want to give it up because when they give it up they show it to you it tells you whether or not they have jurisdiction or not and and I've never been in one yet that they have that they do have jurisdiction but what happens is that usually we walk out of there without a whole lot of trouble, only because we have um, uh, we're on the right side of the argument. In other words, if they don't have if they don't have jurisdiction, how can they talk to me? And so, so exactly, I huh? I say exactly. If they don't have a jurisdiction, I can't talk to you. <laughs> right. And so that's what we're attacking it that way. So what I did is I did an outline. I did an outline of the Internal Revenue Service. And uh, what happens is, is basically in the Internal Revenue Service you, code, you have 0000 to 6999. That's Title 26. 7,000 and above to, to, to whatever it runs out. That's all Title 27. So what they're doing is they're going to get you for willful failure to file. Willful failure to file is 7203. Well, that's above 7,000, so that's Title 27. See, if you know that, when they hit you, you uh, we're, we're going to charge you with willful failure to file, 7203. Or 7213, I think, is the following income tax. But everything that they charge you with is in the 7,000 uh, range 7203, 7213, uh, 7608. And what happens is uh, you can prove that. And so what happens is I have an outline of it. You can go to the outline, look at the outline, and it tells you that's, ty that's Title 27. 
So then uh, in Title 26, if you go to Title 26, 7608, it tells you in there that E, that's enforcement, gets all of their jurisdiction from alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So if you so if the if the agent pulls out his pocket commission and has an E on it, that's enforcement. 7608 tells you that that's Title 26, 7608. The IRS has no jurisdiction to talk to you unless you unless you you're you're selling alcohol, tobacco, or firearms. Now, if you remember a a, a man years ago, his name was Al Capone. They got him for um, income tax evasion. But I read the case. If you read the case, he got it for income tax evasion under seventy whatever it was. Will for fair to file an income tax return. That's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. That was proper because income taxes are voluntary. Alcohol taxes are 100% um, uh, mandatory. I have I have in writing from the uh, commissioner at the, at the here I don't know several years ago. He made that quote to a magazine that that uh, alcohol taxes are 100% mandatory. Income taxes are 100% voluntary. So, so this is the things that we take. If you're going to go to your uh, CDP hearing, that's your uh, uh, due process hearing. These are the things that you can take with you. And then when you when you go there and you they ask you a question, you can ask them. Well, are you an A or an E? Well, if you're an E, you don't have jurisdiction, so you need to leave. If you're an A, well, you don't have jurisdiction either. You need to leave. See, and so, but I have the recording when we went in there, and we I think it lasted 27 seconds, and they threw us out of the IRS building and escorted us out. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. So, um, so then I should be uh, requesting my due, uh, due process hearing. Okay, let me just say this to you. I don't give legal advice, okay? But I will tell you this. Every time that you do one, if you do it proper, put a fork in it, it's done. It's no, more, it's no good anymore. They can't use it against you anymore. And the reason they can't, because... The, uh, in the due process hearing, they're going to tell you to do something. I'm going to, if, if you'll call Tad, I'll help you do it if you're interested. But, we're, okay, the guy that's talking to us, can I ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind? Yes. Okay, do you know what a 1040 is by any chance? Well, it's an income tax form. Okay, that's correct. It's an income tax form. Now, let me ask you a question. What's income? They got a form for it. If they got a form for it, it has to be something, correct? Yes. Okay, so what is income? Income is what a um, corporation receives. Okay, now... Let me read you what it says. Okay, it's what a corporation receives. So if the corporation receives sunlight, they got to pay tax on the sunlight because they receive sunlight. If they get rain, then they got to pay income taxes on rain. Um, if grass grows, they have to pay income tax on grass. Is that what you just said? Yes. 
See the problem? Okay, here's, here's, uh, here's the problem that you're having. Um, we, we, we push the IRS really, really hard um, um, here just a few weeks ago in a CDP hearing, and they said, we're not going to go there. We don't care if you have income or not. If you have gross income, you have to file the 1040 form. Well, guess what? The problem is he's probably right. You know what the problem is? A 1040 form is not a gross income tax return. It's an income tax return. <laughs> but now, now what are they going to do? So now you got a, 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 you have a return that's an income tax return, and now you're saying gross income. So my question is, if, in, if gross income is, de, is defined, is income a little bit of gross, a whole lot of gross, or somewhere in between? See, that's where the problem that they have. Uh, it's not defined. So what I try to do is when, when, we should take, when I take somebody to, the, to it, I try to take them with enough in, uh, stuff that they can't get around. So if a 1040 is an income tax return, you know what a death certificate is? It's a certificate of death. Somebody died. There's the dead body. Here's right. the certificate. See, that makes sense. That's why they call it that. What would be a car certificate? Well, there's a car, and it has a certificate with it. Right. So an income tax return would have to be something with the income. We can't just guess at it. See? And so if you want to know what income is, according to uh, the government, I'll, I can show you where it's at in black and white. And it actually defines income as a particular thing. So if you don't have any income, why would you fill out an income tax return? See, if I go to work and they pay me an ice cream, wouldn't I need an ice cream return? If they pay the ice cream return. Well, see, but because that's what we would need. And so, so I never tell them anything like this story we told you earlier. You don't tell them I don't have, I don't got, you can't do. What I tell them all the time is I believe you. Now show me. See, what happens is when you're trying to um, show them how smart you are. They're going to get you because what they do is is words don't mean what you think they mean. See what I'm saying? Now, under Title yeah. One, it's it tells you there when they're talking about the masculine, it also means the feminine. So, um, if you're a man, they could be they might be talking about a woman. See, unless you know what they're saying, that's called meeting of the minds. So I want you to think about this. If you go to, if you went to the court and the judge opened up and stood up and started talking to you in Chinese, what would you do? Tell him I don't understand. No, I won't. Okay. So if you tell him you don't understand, to me that makes perfect sense. So when you go to court, do you speak legalese? No. Okay, then. Doesn't that make sense to you that you need to know what they're saying? Yes. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to try to answer this. You get a letter from the IRS, and it says you must, you must 
file the tax return. You may file the tax return. You must or you may. If you get the letter to open it up, and in there it says, you must or you may, which do you prefer? Your pick, whatever one, may. which one do you Why? May. May, M-A-Y, Why? may. Why? Because then you have latitude to say, I'm not going to file. Black's Law Dictionary, must means may. means exactly the same. There is no difference. So you pick something and it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. See, that's the reason why when you go to your CDP hearing, in my opinion, see, I always take a glossary page. That way, when I go there and they ask a question and that word is in the question, this is the definition. When they say no, then they'll say, is there a reason you don't file a 1040? Of course there is, because rockets don't go up. They go sideways. What? Yeah, when a tire doesn't go around, it goes backwards. See, because I don't know what they're saying. See, in other words, they already told me that uh, my meaning of the minds doesn't matter. See, we answer questions that we don't understand. We don't know what they're saying, but we answer them anyways. There's how we get into trouble. See, you just did that. Now, let me ask, can I ask you another question? Sure. All right. Yes. Okay. Um, if you, if you uh, go out to a restaurant to eat, you're allergic, absolutely allergic to seafood. If you eat seafood, it will kill you. Now, you eat a ribeye steak from a cow? Yes. Okay. Now, why don't you close your eyes and eat shrimp? I can't eat shrimp whether my eyes are open or not. Well, if you do, it'll kill you. See, I didn't say <laughs> yes. Wait a minute! I said C. How do you, isn't S E E C? Yeah. So unless see see how all of a sudden now that whole story changes subjects. Why? If you would have said to me, well, I don't know what C are you talking about? If you just have the habit of it, well, you know, no, I don't know. See where the problem comes? You thought I meant S E A. All I said is seafood. Close your eyes and eat shrimp. Well, you can't. Why? It'll kill you. Well, then, then you can't eat seafood. See what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, and that's where well, we get ourselves to a corner because we're now we're fighting. Now we're fighting a neg- in a in a um, from a, a weakened position. Let me ask you a question. Do Do you ever wear belts with your pants or not? I do. Okay, now, my fan belt, I don't know how to get it hooked. How do you hook it in the front? I got a fan belt. <laughs> okay, so um, they're, they're also asking me for a, um, uh, they put a, a notice of lien on me. Federal I'm sorry, a notice lien. of what? A notice of what? They have put a federal tax lien on me, too. I mean, all these things they're doing, and they're, not acknowledging at all the fact that the tax court is dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. 
Okay, now when you go to the CDP hearing, see, now you can chop their head off. Are you in front of a computer by any chance? Yes. Would you do me a favor, and I'm going to let you read something. I would take this with me. Would you go online and download the 1040 booklet, the instructions, and I'm going to have you read something right out of it, and then I'm going to ask you if you think it's important. Now, again, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't give legal advice, but I want you to do that if you don't mind. Get, a, get the but, 1040 booklet. Yeah, the instructions. I don't care about the rest of it. Just get the instructions if you don't mind. Okay, just a sec. Okay, and then when you do that, I'm going to show you what. I'm, what I'm putting. Saying. I'm putting the. I have to. I have to put the phone down for a second. That'll be fine. I'm not going to beat you up or nothing. While doing that, somebody question. Do what? going to read this and we're all going to see what what happens when we when we follow instructions all right uh, all right yeah baby now um does oh wow um uh, oh, we're no. gonna show yeah we are I'm going to show you how to uh, save them when it comes to uh, because Okay, I have the instruction book in front of me. Okay, I want you to go. What what year is it? It says 2018. Perfect. If you will, will you go to page 110? Go to 110. And I want you to read something for, to me. And then you're going to understand when you go to your CDP hearing, you're going to take this. And here's, they're going to say to you whatever they say. But when you get to a page 110, let me know you're there because I'm going to have you read something. Okay, page 110. Now, at the very top, what does it say? What, what page are you on? What does it say that's highlighted at the top of the page? Uh, at the top of 110, it says about 19 hours and five, $400. Okay, go to page 109. Okay, 109. Top of 109 says Disclosure Privacy Act and Paperwork Reduction Act Notice. Perfect. Now, I want you to start at the top. It's in three columns. Come down to the one to the third paragraph that starts our. Do you see it? O U R. Our legal right. Now stop right there. Our legal right. Whose legal right are they talking about? The tax. The uh, income. The uh, IRS. Okay. Let's read it that way. It makes a little bit better sense. Read that that way. It says, our legal right to ask for information but is our IRS. There you go. IRS's legal right. Go ahead. Is our Internal Revenue Code Section 601-6001-6001. Okay, hold on. Let's do this again. It says, our legal right to ask for information. Do you think that's going to be important now? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, the Internal Revenue Code is 9,800 pages. It's about eight inches thick, and it's on onion skin paper. Does anybody know what it is? Okay, now, our legal right to ask for information. Now, let's read that again, and then I'm going to try to show you. We can summarize the entire Internal Revenue Code in less than 20 pages. Go ahead and read that again. Our legal right to ask for information is Internal Revenue Code Section 6001, 6011, and 6012A and their regulations. They say that you must file a return or statement with us for any tax you are liable for. Stop right there. Your let me ask you a question. That's okay. Don't worry about the rest of that. Let me ask you a question. What is it you have to file? Tell me what you have to file. A return or statement. That's exactly right. Would you show me where it says 1040 there? It doesn't. Okay. So let me ask you a question. When was the last time you filed a statement? I haven't, ever. Really? I file a statement every day. Do you, you don't answer your phone? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. You, wait, wait a minute. Didn't you just say to me, never? Isn't that a statement? It is. Okay. Why don't, you statement. Oh, then why don't you write a statement on a piece of paper, take this with you, and go into your meeting and say, here, uh, you, your legal right to ask me shit comes from 6001, 6011, and 6012. Show me where 7204 is in that section and just sit down. Now, wouldn't it be important? When was the last time you read those three sections? I don't think I ever have. Okay, now you see the problem you have. See, you're, you're, if you were to take those three sections and the regulations, it's 19 pages. Do you think you could read the 19 pages and get a pretty decent understanding of it in three months, two months? Sure. Okay, therein lies the issue. So when you show up, this is what we get. I get put together for people. I put this together when they go to their CDP hearing. Every time they ask a question, here's my question. If they don't have a legal right to ask, why are they asking? See what I'm doing? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, they don't have any legal right to ask, so you don't have to answer. There you go. Are you are you going to answer me? Yeah. As soon as you show me where, as soon as you show me that this question you're asking me is in six zero zero one, six zero one one, and six zero one two a. Now they got a problem, don't they? Yeah. Okay. In six zero zero one, who are they talking about? Do you know who they're talking about in six zero zero one? No. How come? Because I haven't read it. See, now you understand why we're, we don't like to be uh, do a CDP hearing. The reason we don't like to do a CDP hearing is because we don't know what they're going to ask us. I don't care what they ask me because I have 6001, 6011, and 6012A and their regulations. The regulations is the CFR, Code of Federal Regulations. The Code of Federal Regulations tells you what it, uh, what it means. 
down. It says right here, I'm going to just read you something in one of those sections, okay? It says, general rule returns with respect to income taxes under subtitle A shall be made by the following. Don't you want to know who the following is? Sure. Okay, it's got, it's got A, B, and, and it goes C, it goes on and on and on. And guess who's not mentioned there? 1040. I don't know. It doesn't say anything. It talks about every individual having a taxable uh, year gross income. Guess what? Gross income's not defined. Income's not defined. So it goes through here and tells you all the stuff that they can ask you and what they can ask you. Now, my question is, wouldn't that be important to know that? Yes, it would. Hey, if you knew that, what fear would you have to go into a CDP hearing? See, you can stop everything right now. Okay, well, the question I have, though, is if they know that I don't, they don't have jurisdiction because of the tax court dismissal, why are they going after me like this? Because... Because they've been doing this is all they do. They've never seen this argument before. Let me ask you a question, um, um, if you don't mind me asking. Um, are you married by any chance? No. Okay. If you get married, I don't care. It's not Will you marry a male or a female? A um, female. Okay. Now that you said that, Here's what you here's now here's why they're doing it. Here's what you said. You're gonna if you get married or were get, to get married, you would marry a female. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Yes. Okay. Have you ever been to Home Depot and bought an extension cord by any chance? Uh yes. Okay. One end has three prongs that stick out, one side has three prongs that stick in. The three prongs that stick in on the on the on the extension cord, what side of the cord is that called? Female. So you're, you what you did is all the people on this call tonight, you said you would marry as an extension cord if you get married. Isn't that what you just said? No. That's okay. what that's what you just that's what you just twisted it no, to make. But I, when I say a female, I mean a woman. I don't care what you mean. See, this is what they're doing to us. See what I'm saying? You didn't say that. So is every, every woman is a female, but not every female is a woman. Therefore, that's what you opened yourself up to. That's the reason they're doing it. They see what you have, but by your reactions, you're saying something else. Doesn't that make sense? Well, that's the thing that I have to ask is what, if, if I go in there, then the dismissal for lack of jurisdiction is, is a moot point. Okay, tell me why that is. Because 
that their tax court had said that the IRS has no jurisdiction and I'm walking into their office, I'm, I'm just saying that to them that they do have jurisdiction. Okay, now that you said that, let me ask you a question. How do you give the IRS jurisdiction if they don't have it? They don't have it. They don't have it, but they're... they're That's not what I asked. They're, they're nice to issue. The question is, if they don't have it, how do you give it to them? You can't. Okay. So what, wait a minute. So what difference does it make? You're going to go in and you're going to tell them. Okay? I'm going to tell you. You've already got the court order, but I'm going to tell you again. See, what the problem that you're, what we're doing is we're, we're worried about, you know, what you have. Here's the problem. If you don't do anything, they're going to assume they have it anyways. You might as well chop it off at the at the at the knees when you go in there with this with a handful of paperwork. They can't get past the first page. Then what we you can do? See now you have even more. You even have more arguments that you can have. So again, I'm not giving you legal advice, okay? But I'm telling you what what we're doing, and what happens is. We take in um, 6001, 6011, and 6012A and the regulations and that first sheet. Then we take in a few other pages. And, and uh, now, no matter what they say, we've got something to cover them with. So but I want you to think about how, here's how, okay, you, you wake up in the morning and your car will not start. It just goes nothing. Next door to you is a transmission shop. Your mechanic, you know, can fix it. He's the best mechanic in town, but he's 10 miles away. To get a record to tow your car to his shop is $100. What would you do? I would call, the, call my mechanic and tell him to come over and, and, and fix my car at my house. Well, he's not going to do that. So, why wouldn't you just Well, I, I would take it over to the I would take it over to the uh, transmission shop and see whether they could do something about it, but most that, likely that, see, maybe they can jump you off. Get it started and drive the 10 miles. Now you don't have to pay for the record. You see how Right. All right, but you didn't think of that up front. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to get you to think outside the box that you normally would think in. So, how do you prove? How do you prove that? You, okay, I think you can beat me up, but how do you prove that you can? Say it again. Okay, I think you can beat me up, but how do we prove that you can? Well, we go outside do what- out back. We go outside, out back, and the last man who's ever standing at the end of the fight, that's who can beat the other guy up. That's what we're trying to do with the IRS. Yes, they don't have jurisdiction, but until you beat their brains out, see, we're, we're going to go to the CDP hearing and beat their brains out. Once we beat their brains out, guess what they're not going to do again? Come back at you. There you go. 
see what I'm saying? Yes, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just it's just so darn irritating that you have this lack oh, yeah. of jurisdiction court order, and they're still coming after you. I've sent about six of these different IRS agents, and this is the first one who's given me this uh, CDP requirement that I have to go to a CDP hearing. I understand that. And, and see, that's the CDP hearing, once you're done with it, it's over because they can't. You got to understand something. Okay, let me ask you this. Who's on first? Willie. No. What's on second? That's what they're doing to you. See? Do you know what do you know what three card Monty is? No. Okay, that's where the uh the, the card guy has three cards in his hand, two blacks and a red or two reds and a black. He said, Now look at them the red card. There's two blacks and there's a red. See the red card? And then he puts them on the table and he flips them around. Where's the red card? You touch it. He turns it over. It's black. Okay. Here, Then he picks up and says, here's two black cards and a red card. Puts it down and he keeps doing That's three-card Monty. What are the odds of you ever winning in three-card Monty? One in three. Nope. Zero. Because what he does is he palms the red card. They're all black. When he stands, <laughs> don't wait. Okay, see, that's what they're doing to you now is three-card Monty. So what you would have to do is hold the other two cards down and say that one's, and then make them turn it over and then turn all three of them over. They're not going to let you do that. And that's what they're doing to us. See, they're doing three-card Monty because they don't think we'll follow through. See what I'm saying? Now, yes. I want you to I'm going to ask you another question. Okay, you have a choice we're, we're, uh, uh, of, of three or six. What would you rather have, three or six? The highest is the winner. The game that has the highest wins. Would you rather have three or six? Six. Okay. So in poker, you get. I have three aces and you have three deuces. You have six spots. I have three spots. Who wins? I got the highest hand, even though I have the smallest number. That's what you see. You didn't ask. Well, what are we playing? Well, we're playing poker. Then I'd rather have three aces than three tens. Wouldn't you? Yes. Okay. That's what we're doing. Okay? They're not going to stop because... They get commissions. See, they get commissions on what they steal. So why would they mm -hmm. not do it? See, so if you have your court order, then when you go to your your uh, hearing, you're going to go in there and tell them, huh? They're going to say, well, that's not what it says. They again, I told you at the beginning, Title Twenty Six is a statute. If there, if you have a statute and it says they don't have jurisdiction and they don't leave you alone, guess what that means? They're, they're practicing law without a license, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. See, I would okay. rather argue, I would rather go and, to, if I have to go to court and fight for this, I would rather fight with the IRS on the grounds. They don't have, they don't have, um, um, they're practicing law without a license. Because you got to understand something. If you went to court and they indicted you, 
You're going to have 12 jurors. They all pay taxes. You're going to go up there and tell them, well, I don't have jurisdiction. It's not about that. Okay? You know what it's about? It's about perception. See what I'm saying? Yes. So if you want, if you want to go to the CDP hearing, let, let Tad know, and I'll get you the, um, the um, CDP hearing about the pocket commission, and you'll see how fast it went. If you want, I can put a package together for you through Tad, and um, he will get, send it to you where you have uh, uh, better than probably 80 or 90% chance of leaving there and you can stop it all then because see once you get get to them and they and and they ask you for something that they don't have the legal right to ask do you see the problem they're going to have with that yes i do okay the other question i have is um there's also um a lien that they put on me and and they're saying that there's a hearing i can uh go to for the relief of the lien. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to go? A, cer- a certificate. They said uh, a certificate of release of federal tax lien. Okay. Now that you got a problem, sir, because that you don't have a you don't have a federal tax lien. Sorry, you don't have one. Well, that's what they that's what they sent me that they that they have oh, a lien. You have a notice of lien. Now we can get them on that. See, in other words, um, I don't take anything for granted, and so what I try to do is I try to ask them and let them tell me what it is, so that I can get something against them or work on something that will that will put me in the in the driver's seat. I don't defend. I never defend, okay? Let me ask you a question. Do you mind if I ask you? No, go ahead. Okay. Have you have you stopped poisoning your neighbor's dog? Hello? I have I I don't have I don't have a neighbor. <laughs> so yes, I have stopped I haven't I haven't poisoned my neighbor's dog. See? See how you're defending? You're defending in a negative position. Your first answer was better. I don't have a neighbor. Which dog would that be? See? In other words, I always make them answer it. Now, I want to ask you this, okay? I'm going to ask you three questions. I want you to answer it, yes or no. That's all I want you to say. I want you to do it quickly, all right? Are you married? No. Do you have a job? No. Do you, um, are you unemployed? Yes. Okay. Now, I want you to preface it the same way I did you. You're going to ask me some questions, and you want me to tell you yes or no. Go ahead and do it, and I'm going to show you how I would have answered it. Are you married? I can't answer it because you haven't told me how to answer it. Okay, you're going to ask me. I'm going to ask you several questions. I want you to answer it, yes or no. You got to tell me how to answer it. So I'm going to ask you several questions. You have to answer yes or no. 
Okay, go ahead. Are you, are you married? Yes or no? <laughs> Do you have a job? <laughs> yes or no? Yes or no, okay. See, is that what see, isn't that what I told you to answer? Yes. That's what I asked and you today. I did exactly what you did. I don't I don't read your mind. I'm not going to, to answer the question you want me to answer. I'm going to answer the question you asked. So, now that's what we do. That's how I set you up when you go to your CDP hearing. When they ask you a question, they're not going to like the answer, but you're going to answer the question that's asked. So you automatically just went right to uh yes, no, no, no. See? And because of that, that's where the problem comes. Now, do you have any other questions that you would like to ask me? Because I'll be more than glad to do my best to answer them if I can. So there's um, a, uh, a release of the lien that there's a form for that. So yes, is that it's a one two seven seven? It's on the website. Yeah. Okay, when you fill it out, you're going to fill it out just like it's supposed to. If you need help with it, call Tad. He'll help you with it. Now, you're going to fill it out, and you're going to send your court order in with it. They're going to answer you, come back, and say you don't qualify because. Now you're going to be able to take that agent and ask for his bar card. Or his license. See, his license to practice law. If he doesn't do it, now you can be the plaintiff when you take him to the federal district court on the grounds he's practicing law without a license. <coughs> I want it released. See, this isn't about taxes. Do you understand that? Um, I I don't know why you say that. Why it's not about taxes? It's all, it's, you can mean it's about. It's about their words and what they're saying. Okay, what is it? Okay. What is the taxes on? My the monies that I've received. Okay. Now that you said, do you know what money is? Something that you use for um, exchange. Okay. So if you paint my house and I sleep with your wife, your wife becomes the money? Is that what you just said? No, I didn't say that. You most certainly did. You said it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a medium of exchange. I'll paint your house, but I'm going to sleep with your wife. Doesn't your wife become the money? If you make that, if you make that kind of an agreement. See the, problem? See the problem? Money is a particular thing. It's a particular thing. And, and Congress has defined it. If you know what it is, see, when they go in and say, well, you made money, you hand, them, you hand them the definition that Congress made. You hand them the, question, the, the answer that the, the uh, Federal Reserve said money is. Now they got a problem because you didn't make any money. See what, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so I never okay. answer anything 
I, uh, I, I answer only questions they ask. See what I'm saying? Now, let's go back to that and ask me the same question. The question is, do you know what money is? No. Since we're talking about money and you asked it, you must know. Why don't you tell me? See, I don't money have is the medium of exchange. Huh? See, I don't have to know what it is because you're wanting me to pay taxes on it. I don't have to know what it is. See? But I can tell you where to find the definition. Are you in front of your computer? Uh, yes. Okay. Type in modern money mechanics and open it up. And when you open it, I'm going to show you the problem that they have. When you get there, go, and then go to page three. It's in black and white, what Congress and the Federal Reserve calls money. When you get there, let me know you're there, and we'll come back. Does anybody else have a question? I want to cut you off. If you have another question, you do it. Do, do they, Tad? Um, so far, I don't see any, but, um, okay. so, hold on, no, star two if you have a question, but then I have to unmute them, now we got two people talking at the same time, so that's not good. All right, when you get Modern Money Mechanics looked up, I'm going to ha- go to page three, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you what it looks like. Okay, just a second here. All right. Do you have it? Coming. Okay. Modern, okay, Modern Money Mechanics are work with on bank reserves introduction. Okay. okay, now go to page three. Do you see where it says who creates money? Yes. Okay, the second paragraph on the right side, it starts with the actual. Do you see that? No, I don't have it. I just have one page. It doesn't have any, any columns. Okay. Do you see where? Uh, okay. Who creates money? Do you see that? It's uh, yeah. Who creates money? Yes. Okay. You don't have two columns on that page. No. Okay. Go down until you see the sentence that starts with the actual process of money creation. Do you see that? Yes, I see that now. Okay, would you read that for me? The actual process of money creation takes place primarily in banks. Uh, Keep going. As noted earlier, checkable liabilities of banks are money. These liabilities are... Hold on, hold on. As noted earlier, checkable liabilities of banks are money. What's money? Do you mind? What's money? Liabilities. No, sir. As noted earlier, 
Now pick it up from there. As noted earlier, checkable liabilities of banks are money. Stop. These liabilities are... Okay. So Checkable liabilities. No, sir. Read it again. As noted earlier, checkable liabilities of banks are money. You know, what's money? Liabilities. Okay, it says checkable liabilities of banks. Right? Yes, checkable liabilities of banks. All right. So if you go to a bank and write a check for $100 and they give you a checkable liability, which would be a Federal Reserve note, when they hand it to you, whose $100 bill is it now? It's theirs. It's not theirs. Not when you write a check for it and they hand it to you. It's yours, right? No, it's still theirs. Because it's their okay, so liability. Okay, wait a minute. So you can't take that $100 bill, walk out of the bank, go across the street and buy a hamburger. Is that what you're telling me? Because if it's mine, you're not going to get it. Would they hand it to you, it becomes yours. Isn't that Okay, that yeah. Mean? Okay. So as soon as it breaks the threshold of the bank, it's no longer money, correct? No, because you're going to take it and exchange it for a hamburger. Okay. Again, if money is checkable liabilities of a bank, when the bank hands it to you, it ceases to be the bank's. It's no longer money, correct? Correct. Oh, there is no money, not for you, because the only money there is is checkable liabilities of the bank. If you paint my house and I write you a check, you go down to the bank and cash the check and they hand you the money, once it breaks that threshold, it's no longer money. Isn't that a true statement? Because it's not of the bank anymore. There you go. So how do you pay taxes on money? There ain't any. See? Yes, I see that. <laughs> see? I mean, it's just well, it's simple. It's simple, isn't it? That's what they're saying. Checkable liabilities of banks. That's the key. Of banks are money. As soon as you cash the check, it breaks the threshold of the bank. It's no longer money. How do you pay tax? on something there's no such thing as an income. Now, if you would, would you go to Title 18, Section 321, D as in dog, number two, and read that to me. Title, what is it, Title 18? Yes, sir, Section 321. Okay, then I look it up. Yeah, would you? And then read it to me.
Did you find it? Uh, it's coming up. Just a second. Okay. Yes, I've ha I have section three, two, one. Uh, little D is in dog. Number two. Did you find it? You talk about eight Title eighteen, Section three two one, right? That is correct. Okay, when you open three two one, go down. You know, scroll down till you see the little D, and then go to the number two. Uh, I don't seem to get what you're asking for here. Title 18, Section 321. Darn it. Uh, type it in that way, titled 321-D2. 321-what? D is in dog. D. D. D two. as in dog, and then two. It's right. I, it's right here. Well, it's not doing it for me. Title Title 18, Section 321, D2? Yes. Okay. I can't seem to find it. Sorry. That's fine. Can I read it then? Yes. Unless somebody else has it. It's better if they read it. Okay. Here's what it says. You ready? Yes. For, okay. For purposes of federal income. Now, let me ask you a question. Is this going to be important? Is this what? Is this going to be important for the purposes of federal income? Is this going to be important? Yes. Okay. It says estate and gift taxes, property accepted under paragraph one, shall be considered as a gift or a bequest to or for the use of the United States. So now, what is federal income? A gift. Okay. So when you go to work, do you do you get gifts? Yes, you would be getting gifts then. <laughs> Oh, you would? Okay, so when you go to work, you get a, you get a piece of pie and you uh -huh. get a pair of shoes. Huh? 
Say it again. Okay, when you go to work, you don't they, they don't pay you, they don't give you a paycheck. Yes, they do. Okay, so then what you're telling me is um, that that's a gift. I don't think that's a gift. Yes. I thought a, I thought a gift was something you didn't solicit. You give your wife a pair of shoes, you get her a new dress. That's a gift. So for the purposes of federal income, estate and gift taxes, property accepted under paragraph one shall be considered as a gift or a bequest to or for the youth of the United States. So how can you possibly fill out a 1040 and put down your income when it's not a gift or a bequest. Doesn't that make sense? So it's not a gift or, or so then it's not, it's not money then. Ain't that something? It's not income, see, it's not income. Because, um, okay, let me ask you a question. When you were a kid, did your dad or mom ever give you a gift? Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. Did you have to put? Did you have to pay tax on it? No. Okay. Then so you've been screwing the government your whole life. Then is what you're saying. <laughs> See the problem? We, now we have to go and define what gift is. That's what I make them do. They're saying that I have income. So. What do I have for income? You have money. So I take them and show them what money is. That's not me. Then I take them here and show them what income is. See? So, so these are, if you want to go to your, uh, if you want to go to your CDP hearing, we can get all this put in a package for you. Then you just go in there and, and, and then visit with them. Have a good time with it. Tell them, hey, how you doing? This is great. I'm loving it. See? Okay. Well, uh, what about the um, the lien? What should I do about the lien? Okay. Is there, they're, they're, they're asking for a release of lien. Who's asking for a release of lien? Well, they, they sent me a form and says that I can release the lien. Then fill out the form and mail it back. Okay. And they'll release it then. Okay. Got it. I'll do that. All right. I'll get back with uh, with Todd then, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, I don't know who Todd is, so good luck. Tad. Tad. Uh, <laughs> there you go. All right, Henry. Thanks for calling. Thank right. you, sir. Does uh, anybody else have a question no. that I can do my best to answer? Uh, I think we're done. I don't care what we are. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't care what we are. All right. I think that's it, and there's no more questions, so I think we're going to call it a night. Carrie, thank you very much, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.